0: It is the Matt Mosley show. Matt Lively from Channel Six is standing by. He's out in the field right now. And uh, Matt, I'm sorry, a typical Mosley fashion, I get a text from you saying, <laughs> you, are, are "You okay? I mean, you know, you about to come to me or whatever." And I'm just thinking, what, what's going on here? Like it's you know 4:20. I mean, that's when I always have Matt on, and. I mean, it, it, this is at, like, 4.05, and I looked out at my phone, and, of course, I had texted you, can you hop on at 4 o'clock? So thank you for rolling with me. Uh, you know, I'm aging a little bit, and so some I do some weird things. Yeah, and
1: uh, you're it's watching this. Testament. It's a testament to how excited I am to come on this show week after week, and it was five minutes past when I was told, and I thought, yeah, he's forgotten about me. I was bummed. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll give you a wrong time
0: occasionally, but I, I promise you I'll never forget about you, Matt. Uh, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Matt Lively joining us from Channel 6, and he's been all over the place. I will get you to weigh in, though, Matt, On uh, right off the bat. Matt Rule has been fired as the head coach for the Panthers. Uh, yep. I, I was able to exchange a text with Matt earlier today, just kind of letting him know, hey, <laughs> sorry sorry about this about that time i saw a tweet that went on said something along the lines of uh matt will as he goes out he'll they still owe him 40 million dollars or something like that and i didn't quite i mean i never want anybody to get fired obviously but that that made me feel not quite as bad <laughs> that he's gonna leave with 40 million big ones but um it's interesting, isn't it, Matt? You you've seen this, and you've got a you've got a team that needs a new head coach at Arizona State, your alma mater. <laughs> isn't it interesting that these coaches? It's like the NFL. The Panthers are celebrating today. Okay, we fired Rule. That temporarily makes them feel better. Within like <clears throat> ten minutes, it's like, where's Rule going to be? Like Matt Rule becomes the bit the hottest name. Uh, other than maybe Leipold, uh in in all of college football, it, it's just it's fascinating how you go from getting fired and apparently not knowing anything to being a tremendous college football candidate.
1: Pretty good day for Matt Rule, in my opinion. He's relinquished from having to coach the Carolina Panthers. He's still going to be paid forty million dollars, one way or another. He basically gets an early trip to Cabo. Uh, which he famously said that's where he was headed the day after the Sugar Bowl and not to believe into the hype of taking the New York Giants job. He said, I'm going to be at a beach and a pool with my kids and wife. And now he's going to have supposedly his choice from the Wisconsin job, the Nebraska job. Yes, the Arizona State University job, one of the most coveted positions in all college football, which I know (laughs) coaches around the the nation are going to be clamoring over and fighting each other for. So, you know, Matt Rule might not be an NFL head coach anymore, but all things considered, he's okay, I would say.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. And that that guy, I don't know exactly how to say his name, Aguayo or Aguero. John Aguayo. Aguayo. I mean, I think it's funny that all those places you just mentioned, the minute they fired their head coach, several of those schools have gone on like winning streaks. You know, and have had decent wins, and so I think it does speak that sometimes a change, I don't know if they can sustain that, but um, it's kind of like Wisconsin just fired its coach because they wanted to take a look at the D coordinator. It's like, I mean, I don't even think they thought the head coach was that bad. It was just like, well, wait, we may have a really good head coach on our staff. Let's go ahead and get this one guy out of here so we can take a look at the defensive coordinator. I mean, it is really... Interesting. Now, Matt, let's take me to Friday night. You're a man that likes to get out in the field. Channel 6, I believe, chose the – you were out at the Crawford game. Did that end up being the game of the week, the GOTW? Yes. Crawford
1: Marlin. Yeah, Crawford
0: Marlin. And Crawford comes through with a big win, and I love seeing all those people when you hand them the trophy, and they're all – surrounding you and the whole community's excited to see the young lively what um what'd you think though kind of getting to see that i know on those friday nights sometimes people don't always know you gotta hop from one game to the next but the game of the week y'all give the big time treatment you stay out there for a good long while what did you make of crawford and does this team have the makings of a team that could stick around for a long long time in this postseason
1: I have so many thoughts from a logistics standpoint. Let's start there. Great stadium, incredible atmosphere. Uh, Actually, coach Jacobs told me that they built that field with a cow pasture and that before he got there, it used to have to kind of clean up the poop off the field. Uh, when they wanted to play football there. And you kind of get it because it's surrounded by trees and it's a beautiful look. And it's right by Tonkawa Falls. You feel like you're in a state park, basically love that. Number one, number two, I do love being out at that game of the week. I do love when these schools have some sort of wifi or general service. I actually, to be truthful with you, wasn't able to stay out there the entire game. I was having to shoot highlights and then run down the road in my car Uh, to a Burger King that had Wi-Fi, connect, (laughs) and then send the highlights back, jump back in my car, head back to Crawford for the rest of the game. I actually did that twice because we were a little low on service. But from a football perspective, hey, the Crawford Pirates are for real. I mean, we talk a lot about this uh, District 8, 2A, Division 1. So many stacked teams. We've been joking in the Waco media market that it's like the SEC of high school football. There is just so many competitive teams and Marlins right up there. But Crawford's defense is really what I take away from that matchup, just how legit it is. And it was shown Desmond Woodson, the Marlin quarterback takes a ball all the way to the pylon, comes up just short at the one. It is first and goal at the one Marlin has track stars on their team. Ruben Torres. And I talk about this all the time, just how athletic the Bulldogs are. And, from the one-yard line, they could not penetrate that Crawford defense. They pushed him back, turned it over on downs, and then Crawford ends up taking it 92 yards just a few plays later. So defense wins championships. Crawford has a good shot with the defense that they employ. Really impressive. I mean, obviously, Greg Jacobs is a great head coach. They were 13-0 and before losing in the playoffs last year. Now they're 6-0 and this year. They're certainly going to be a team that I think we have a shot at going to AT&T Stadium with this year.
0: Ooh, I like that. I want to get you there. Uh, it is uh, Matt Lively joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. A lot of Mondays you'll hear Matt, if, uh, and, and then sometimes his buddy Chris will jump on, and it's a lot of fun. And the, and the thing that makes it nice is they're often golf partners, so I, I know I could catch <laughs> one of them. Um, I thought this was interesting this uh, temple midway affair you know i think we assume since temple's been so good in recent years that and midway's been struggling that oh well temple will take care of business and they haven't always done that i thought it was interesting i was reading about one of the temple players big time player victorian york i mean he is a he is a big time senior linebacker uh a lot of us in the area know about him but he had put tweeted out a photo of himself with the caption 1071 days 1071 days uh alluding to the last time uh that, that that temple played the panthers and uh york was a uh Was a freshman in that game. And and quite honestly, Temple just had not had much success against Midway. I I know Temple's better than Midway, but I got to say, Matt, you know, that's a. I think sometimes you need to get over a mental hurdle. And I think what happened the other night probably was one of those.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it speaks to the leadership and the determination of the Temple Wildcats. Torian York is the perfect example of a player who can, can just lead a program. And I have a great story about him during two days. I get out there early in the morning, 7. AM the Wildcats take the field. It's their first day of practice. And I'm talking with Scott Stewart. And I, I was asking about Tori and he said, this dude's just such a grinder. When I, when I showed up this summer, well before two a day started well before anything was going to happen with all the team coming out and, and doing a practice I get out here and it's pitch black. It's like four thirty AM and there's one person running on the field doing wind sprints in the pitch black at the high school during the summer and it was Torian York. And this guy's gonna go play at Baylor next year. Yeah. If that's not determination and if that's not wanting to go out and get it just a little bit more than your opponent, I don't know what is. But it really is no surprise to me. I mean, with the season that Temple is having, the season that Midway is having. But then, when you really look at it closer and go, when you have a guy like Torian York and he's just one of the three, four, five great kids on that team, they're going to be really successful.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, Harrison Pilot, you know, obviously he's a great weapon for uh, Temple. And uh, this is uh, this is that was a fun game. Now you were out listening to Dave Aranda on Saturday. You had a late night Friday, but you're you know you're a man still. In his 20s, you like to kind of get out and be about. And so, you know, uh, Curtis had you assigned to be out there with Coach Aranda on what was a rare Saturday media type situation. Um, I would imagine it was maybe not the, the large crowd you're accustomed to out there. What was Aranda, what was kind of the Aranda message? I got to talk to him Friday morning, but as he, as he addressed the assembled media, what was what do you? What was kind of the biggest overarching message that uh,
1: that that Dave shared with everyone? Sure, I mean certainly a couple of takeaways, not only from Dave, but then we talked to the players yesterday. I mean, one was going into this bye week, coming off the Oklahoma State loss, and I had asked him, you know, what's 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 worse coming into a bye week, or what's better, I guess, coming into a bye week when you're coming off a bad loss, and you go, geez. I would, I would really like a break or when you've got some momentum coming off a win. And he gave me a great answer kind of in part saying that it gives them a time to reflect and to build some of that confidence back and to really look at what they've done right and wrong. Uh, And so it was probably a good time for a bye week, especially when you come in against West Virginia. Um, And the other thing that stuck out to me was I asked about his defense and they broke a streak of 18 games, where they allowed less than 30 points to their opponents, uh, which is, I mean, that's a crazy streak in college football. And I said, how do you want your defense to feel throughout this week and heading into West Virginia? And he goes, it's our job to teach them that it's not okay to feel okay giving up that amount of points that he has to set an expectation and it's on his coaches to really show the Baylor defense. This is not who we are. This is not our brand. This is not our image. And so I have a feeling they're not going to allow a whole lot of points in Morgantown. Uh, From the players perspective, I think the question that everyone kept asking was, you guys have to go back on the road to Thursday night game. It's going to be crazy there at Milan Pusker. Uh, You know, what do you do? And Quaylon Jones summed it up perfectly. He said they're going to have energy, but we're preaching that we have to bring our own energy, fight fire with fire. Uh, So that means everybody's going to be up on the sidelines. Everyone's going to be engaged in this game. But I really think Baylor's going to have a great performance from the defense, and there's going to be a lot of energy.
0: BYOE, bring your own energy. That, yeah. That's <laughs> going to be something in Morgantown. Not an easy place to get to. Now, is Curtis nope. trying to make it out there? Curtis is uh, hes worrying me a little bit because I think he's – did I hear him say he's trying to get out there Thursday morning? I do not like a situation yeah. where Curtis travels on game day. And I've sort of appointed myself his uh, his travel aide. Tra- and so I uh, I, I second-guess a lot of his travel stuff. But, man, that is not an easy place to get into. That will be a hostile environment. And the weird thing is, we think of West Virginia right now as the worst team in the conference. And honestly, I don't think they're that bad. Like, I, I don't – when you look at JT Daniels in the way he's played this year – I don't really think you could point the finger at, at, poor, um, at, at poor quarterback play. I don't even think the, the defense has been that bad. So I, this, is, this is a scary game because, it, you know, this is if you win, you preserve the right to do all these things and you can move on. And by the way, have you seen the Longhorns now? Like the odds have them winning the Big 12 championship. I'm like, what about the teams that are undefeated in the conference, like OSU and TCU? And literally, Texas, because of what they did in the Cotton Bowl the other day, has it, the, the whole thing has flipped. And now a lot of the Vegas odds have them winning the conference. That was just a little aside I wanted to throw in there.
1: They're ranked 22nd in the country. If you're a betting man and you want to win some money today, go out and bet on TCU to win the Big 12. Someone with better odds, because yeah. I don't think it's going to be Texas. But I do agree with you. It's tough to go win on the road anywhere, especially in that atmosphere. We saw how close they played Kansas. And at the time, I don't think we realized just how good Kansas was. So it was like, oh, boy, West Virginia loses to the Jayhawks. That's really not that bad of a loss in hindsight with how good that Jayhawk offense is. So uh, I agree with you. West, you know, let's quote Bill Parcells. You aren't what your record says you are. So this could be a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's the anti-Parcells to say you aren't what it shows. Yeah, yeah, sir, the that's, anti-Parcells. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I, uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be the overcorrector, but that's that's the guy I used to cover, the great Bill Parcells. Now I'm going to have Parcells memories. Now that would have been fun, Matt. I, I'll just say this: I was your age, covering Parcells and having that guy like <laughs> stare you down when you ask a question he didn't like now that would that would wake you up in a hurry uh those were some uh those were some good moments well listen um uh appreciate everything good to, sorry we kind of delayed you but thank you for fighting through that and we uh, uh another rousing and excellent uh, performance by you on a monday
1: just happy to be here mosley as always just happy to be here
0: Okay, checks in the mail. There he goes, Matt Lively, Channel 6, one of their very talented reporters. And uh, they've got Nicole Sheeran over there and then Curtis Quillen, a man who will fly across the country to uh, see the Bears in the Mountaineers. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, 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 an affiliate that spares no expense.